Hello, Scrappers. Dro here with a quick disclaimer. Though we always strive to keep our content on Pot Against the Machine accessible to everyone, Call of Cthulhu is, by its very nature, a dark and sometimes disturbing game system. So, just a heads up that this particular McFib series may feature the following. Disturbing imagery. Physical and psychological injury. Discussions of psychological issues. Drugs and drug paraphernalia. Acts of violence. And other adult themes that, though we strive to keep them at a roughly PG-13 level, could nonetheless be uncomfortable for some listeners. So listener discretion is advised for this series. The smell woke her up. Bitter and old and almost chokingly thick. She didn't see smoke, but clearly something was burning that shouldn't be. The second thing she noticed, after that awful odor, was that Benjamin wasn't beside her. She got up, wrapped a robe around herself, and went downstairs. It was the middle of June and hot. Hotter than she'd ever believed it could get back home, but she could see the shadows dancing on the wall. The fireplace in Benjamin's study was lit, and the smell was much stronger in that direction. Benjamin? No answer. She walked to the door and peered in. The fireplace wasn't just lit, but roaring, and what looked like one of Benjamin's old, leather-bound tomes was slowly burning away to ash in the center of it. She stepped in slowly. Benjamin, are you okay? I thought it would work. She almost screamed. She thought he'd be in his chair, but the voice came from directly behind her. She spun around and saw her husband standing to the side of the doorway, sunken eyes staring into the fire. I wanted an extension. An extension? On, on what? What's that book, Ben? Alleja? Do you owe someone money? He didn't answer. Just kept staring into the flames with that awful, haunted look on his face. Benjamin, if it's money, you know I can help. I have an account of my own, and so do the family back home. If you need this extension, I'm sure I can help you get it. Slowly, almost painfully, he turned his gaze to her from the fire. Yes, you can help, can't you? She didn't like the way he said that, and suddenly she was very worried about being alone in this house, his house, with him. He reached out and grabbed her wrist. You have to come see it. Benjamin, you're hurting me. And see what? She tried to pull her arm away, but he only tightened his grip. His haunted eyes met hers and he smiled. I'll show you. Come to the basement. Come see the door. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bonus Against the Machine. More pod for your bod, sponsored by Charlie the Lizard Folks, Chicken Emporium, more cluck for your buck. Uh, we are back playing Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition Modern, uh, playing through the Forget Me Not uh, one-shot by Brian M. Sammons. Uh, and I know, obviously, no time has passed, so we all remember everything that's going on. But just in case, uh, for some weird reason, someone listening to this is listening to it six months after part two. Yeah, sorry, Brian. I forgot me a little there. 
Well, luckily enough, uh, our cast are playing a group of amnesiacs, oddly enough, who woke up in a crashed van in what they discovered was rural northern Nebraska, near the town of Hemingford. Looking around the van a bit, they discovered their names. They are Obadiah Madison, played by Jeff, Colm Driscoll, played by Sam, Marlon Jackson, played by Izzy, and Jonathan Peanutman III. <laughs> Absolutely. Officially renamed. <laughs> Reborn. Uh, Truly. Yes. Uh, whose actual name is Cyrus Montgomery II. They've also discovered that they appear to belong to, oddly enough, a limited liability company by the name of Fright Finders. Looking around their van, they found a bunch of strange electrical equipment and surveillance equipment. They also discovered Cyrus had a working phone with some odd messages in it. And they found some references to a woman named Holly that upon hearing or seeing the name, every member of the group suffered some sort of weird, like, psychic shock or something. Very strange. And in fact, uh, Marlin actually lost a little bit of his grip on it. Uh, he wasn't quite able to weather it the way the rest of the party was. Uh, eventually, they got out of the van and started moving towards some lights they saw in the distance, which ended up being a, a farmhouse owned by a middle-aged couple, uh, Jim and Molly Mason, who were able to call them a tow truck. The surly tow truck driver, Sid, along with the Masons, mentioned a bit about a local haunted house known as the Cobsham House and a group of ne'er-do-wells who uh, kind of showed up in town recently wanting to film a ghost hunting show in the house. Yikes. These group sounds very familiar to <laughs> the party. They seem like cool people. Some yeah. of them lich locators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as uh, Sid did not seem to have too high of an opinion of them, uh, the group did not bother to mention to him that they think that might be them. Yeah, we're the ghoul grabbers. <laughs> yeah, the ghoul grabbers. <laughs> it's true, the scare seekers, as it were. <laughs> uh, Sid then brought them to the Hemingford home, a uh, local motor hotel. In fact, what they were told is the only one in the area. And as they uh, pull up to it with him, I am going to have everybody... Uh, you guys all have kind of a flash of memory as you pull up to this uh, motor hotel. I've stayed in far worse establishments. I think it looks pretty nice. Think they have Wi-Fi? Well, shoot, I'd be surprised if a place like this even has cable. Well, you know what they say, hotel, motel, holiday inn. Uh, you also happen to see, and I talked about all this at the end of the uh, last session, you see a, an older man through a window to the area that appears to be like the reception area of the motel, and you see this older gentleman kind of look out at you, which he should have popped up for everyone there. Uh -oh. And he looks kind of surprised. And as you guys feel these like memories ring through your head, he comes out and meets you as you're getting out of Sid's truck. He goes, oh, oh, oh my, are, are you all right? Well, our friend here has suffered a bit of an accident, sure, but we fixed him up mighty fine. And uh, I think that, yes, we are all okay, mostly. An accident? What happened to Mr. Montgomery? It are you all right? Oh, y'all are on last name basis. That makes sense, as uh, we are domiciled here, for sure. And he kind of <laughs> looks at you and goes, Yes? Uh, you're sure you're all okay? Where's Miss Holly? We were wondering, actually, if, if you had any hints as to where she was. We seem to have, have lost track of her. It's, it's true. In our... Uh noble pursuit of tracing terror as the terror tracers as we are we um, appear to have not only veered into a culvert and destroyed our noble steed of a van but also um, 
attempted to remediate said concussions with a cone cob. So I am beyond uh, the pale, as it were. So if you could perhaps speak to me like a man that is upright, but probably should be in intensive care for a head injury about the events that have transpired since we rolled into this noble hamlet. He kind of looks at you again, but he shrugs and he said, you don't remember? Well, you came here a few days ago. You all took rooms, you and Miss Holly, and you've been heading around town all the time since then. It it's real exciting. You said you said we're going to be on TV. And, and you will, my friend. Uh, you see, as as it is the the, the good year of two thousand and six, envision this as a, a funny premise similar to the movie Fifty First States, which came out two years prior to this day. So <laughs> just continue to indulge me like a carefree, but. Uh, endearing, amnesiac companion. And, and, and you will get your moment in the sun as well because you are amongst us, the evil explorers. You know what? Make me a Cyrus can do this or he makes probably the most sense, but anybody that wants to can make me a fast talk. Role oh yeah, I can, I can do that. To try to get Dennis to ignore how weird this is or rather this gentleman to ignore how weird this is and keep giving you info I did in fact roll an 85 over 75 but I'm gonna push it okay because if there's one thing that Cyrus is all about it is clearly pushing it past the point of propriety so again <laughs> I'll double down my friend we these humble assembled spook spotters wait just, just we... <laughs> I'm sorry. please indulge me in, in what has transpired in the past couple days. I, I am sorry and I am tired. And frankly, as a talent scout myself all the time, I'd like to hear you tell it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna throw so, uh, is there such a thing as a double? We touched on this. Yeah, I believe we touched on this at the very beginning. But uh, if you push a roll and fail, you get a, a bit of a complication. So this gentleman's going to kind of narrow his eyes a bit and say, Talent Scout, you you told me when you checked in that you were the host of this television show that y'all were talking about, not a talent scout. Are, you know, I've, I've been excited about this, but I heard some strange stuff from the chief, and, you know, y'all disappeared real quick yesterday. You're sure you're on the up and up? And he's kind of narrowing his eyes and he says, you know, uh, how about, how about everybody just goes back to their room and relaxes? Uh, I, I have some things to do. And he is, uh, <laughs> going to go back inside Tackle and you ground. see him. <laughs> No, no, my don't, friend, don't, I'd don't like to. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just throws up a little bit more. Yeah, so you see him, uh, he kind of gives you guys one last weird look, and he goes back in. You see him very quickly go through a door behind the counter he had been standing at that you could see through the window, and you see it says office on it, and he closes that door behind him. And you are now uh, standing by yourselves in the parking lot of this motel. Sid has driven off with your van. And uh, the proprietor has uh, locked himself in his office, it appears. Well, uh, Peanut Man, I, I don't believe you've endeared the Haunt Hunters to Mr. Dennis. Perhaps it is best that we do return to our individual rooms and see if perhaps when you wake up you've recovered from your concussion. I'm not much of a medical doctor. I'm pretty sure it's always recommended to get good quality sleep after a head injury to heal yourself. Uh, and he pulls out his key and says, looks like I'll be heading to room 11. What's the I numbers believe, on our keys again? I believe I am room number five. Now, Comb, that room matches the number of my no, favorite I have nine. Mambo. Zach has three. Oh. Don't have the ones that I had on my notes. You might have all been passing them around. <laughs> 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 Just assume that the room that you have is the one that you <laughs> belong to. 
That's the fun part about giving it as cards, is people can pass the cards. <laughs> Do we know what number Holly had? Because we could, you know, knock on her door and clear everything up. One presumes she could clear everything up, what with not being in the, the van. Oh, if everybody takes out their keys and looks at them, you will notice that... Actually, uh, you guys should be able to figure this out if everybody uh, looks at their keys, which if anybody remembers how to uh, take stuff out and set it out, they can do that. Otherwise, I might be able to grab them. And we have... Well, let me see if I can do this. But we have, I think, three, yeah. five, nine, seven. So... One or eleven? Oh, we have three, five, nine, eleven. Okay, so maybe seven. Yeah, you notice that is in fact what you notice. You have uh, odd-numbered keys counting up, but there is no key number seven. Now, no time has passed, but I vaguely remember from the message thread with Holly. Was it? Did she say she was going over to the house? And I thought there was something in Cyrus's messages. Maybe. Yes, there was a message about that. Uh, yeah, she had warned us about it. I dropped it on the table because I am tech savvy. I don't know how to make them bigger. Uh, oh, gosh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's throwing it <laughs> sideways. Yeah, if you hit Z, it should zoom out like real big. Yeah. Um, on one of the phones, N says you're meeting her at 6. And Sai said 5. Go into the house at 6, but want to do the interview in full daylight. And so, according to that conversation, we met with Holly before going that to That is house. what it sounds like. So surely she's back yeah, right now. I'm sure she is. is what I'm Probably saying. in her room, watching HBO. I would venture to say, uh, given our uh, strong reactions to Holly's name earlier, perhaps we ought to go check on her first in her room. You know, where she's definitely fine and back. I think the conclusion that we've leapt to, based off of the arbitrary numbering of our keys from clearly a disturbed hotel keep, is perfect basis to go barging into a stranger's room. And you might think I'm being sarcastic, but I will be the one to barge. Let's go. And it's what, Jerome, like, is it six or seven in the morning at this point? Or <laughs> uh, By this point, it's about six o'clock in the morning, okay. yeah. It's a little bit more reasonable. Uh, than sun's starting to come up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so everybody is going to their uh, rooms, or you're all going to go to one room first? You're going to check out seven, maybe? I think that was the general idea. Knock on door number seven, yeah. probably break in just right. to check yep. on our dear friend. <laughs> Altruistic terrorizing. So you go to room number seven. It's on the uh, first floor. And as you see this door, you kind of all collectively get another one of those memory things like you had seeing the hotel itself but rather than any of your voices you all hear kind of the echo of a woman's voice i guess guess this this is me me. lucky Lucky number number seven seven. i'll I'll see see everybody in the morning morning, huh? huh so you all walk up to the door i imagine one of you knocks no answer There's no light that you can see through the window. The curtains are pulled, so you can't see into the room. But there is no answer to your knock. Can can we knock harder? I mean, I'm assuming this won't work, but I'm going to say we knock harder. We try calling out, uh, assuming that we don't alert the gentleman behind the, in the office. Yeah. Yep, you can knock harder, uh, yell into the room. Nothing happens at one point, a person in room number four you see like a light turn on and you hear a voice say keep it down and it turns back off well uh i I hate to jump to conclusions but my gentleman's spirit says we ought to break into this woman's room for safety i wish that i was joking are any of you of the dexterity and know-how that could coerce this lock into allowing us entry I mean, we'll try the door handle first and see, is it locked? It is, in fact, locked. So if anybody is able to, I would say... Locksmith. Locksmith. Yeah, Yeah. if anyone has locksmith, they can try that. Or you can also try a hard strength roll to just try to pop the door open. Um, I've got locksmith. 
Yeah. I would say like I'm thirty percent confident. Oh no, I'm good. I got it. Locksmithing. <laughs> I'm going to roll a D one hundred. Now, in my day, I used to do a fair amount of lock picking. Often lock myself out of my Jeep, and um, fifteen under eighty. Wow! Wow! <laughs> You're just doing all so, the rolling yeah. now, because that was the first success. <laughs> Marlin comes up to the door and he kind of like Jimmy's at it and. Uh, I'm going to say with that, you get like this flash of inspiration. You don't know where it comes from, but you just think, and then you pull out the Holly business card and you actually like run it in the gap and run it through and you're able to get the deadbolt to like, you're able to get a little bit of a gap in it and push it in. And you just kind of wreck this business card because it's just like hard cardboard, but you're able to get the door open. And you open it up and you see uh, just a modest uh, motel room. It's painted like kind of an ugly orange on the inside. There's two little end tables next to, the, next to a full-size bed with lamps. Uh, the bed is neatly made, but it does look like it's been slept in recently. Like it looks like somebody pulled it up and made it not that like housekeeping did it uh you see a writing desk up against the window that looks like it has a closed laptop on it and you see a small suitcase uh open with some folded clothes sitting inside of it on a dresser that is opposite the bed and you said it's like six o'clock in the morning about six o'clock in the morning. Probably by this point, it's closer to six thirty. Because you have been banging and knocking. Actually, six fifteen. You wouldn't have spent half an hour doing that. So it's feasible. They slept here last night, or she slept here last night, and also feasible that uh, they left her in a house somewhere. But you know, we don't have to. <laughs> if she did sleep there, she got up very early and made her bed. <laughs> I wonder if perhaps she might have some information on daily plan or something a post on her MySpace I could take a look at her laptop computer yes I, I, I believe possibly even a live journal post detailing everything that we did for the day <laughs> it's popular for some reason I wonder about her Zanga how she gets so many people to check on her day by day <laughs> I, I believe she's made a lot of connections through Friendster, is what it is. <laughs> These are all very timely references that's... to things that will never go away. <laughs> well, that's for certain. If you're going for the computer, I, I think Stickman's going to start rifling through her stuff. Uh, before that, who goes into her room first? Uh-oh. Sorry, what was that? Uh, who steps into her room first? Oh, uh... I open the door. I'll go first. Okay, uh, Marlin, make me a grip roll as you pass through the doorway. Oh no, my grip. Uh, shoot, is that a D100 again? Yeah. It is a D100, and you want to get under the uh, number for grip, which is the one under luck. That is a 41 under 55. All right. So, so as you step through the doorway, you get like almost vertigo but it comes and goes like as soon as you're stepped all the way through it's gone to the point that you feel like you almost half imagined it oh, um, and anybody that follows him in they don't feel that at all I, I, I actually do feel that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's just the vertigo you're feeling all the time <laughs> uh, he'll brace himself on the doorway and kind of that was strange but alright uh, continue on in so now, uh, you guys were saying what every each person wanted to uh, rifle through. <laughs> I believe yeah. was the term used. Yeah, but I would want to check on her computer, see if she had any messages or email or calendar on her, like Lotus Notes or something. Okay, so uh, Obadiah goes to the laptop. It is uh, plugged in and charging. The lid is down. You lift it up. And you see it's a, uh, an Asus laptop, and you turn the power on, boots itself up. It's uh, Windows, I believe, probably would be 
XP at this point. I don't think it'd be seven yet. Oh, probably Vista. Might be seven. No. Oh, oh, Vista was a thing. Ugh. No, she wouldn't have Vista. Oh, come on. Holly strikes me as a Vista <laughs> early adopter. <laughs> only adopter. The only one. Uh, so it boots up, but as it gets to uh, up, it pops up with a uh, like a little silhouette of a person's head and shoulders, and it is asking for a password. Try Peanutman rules for the scene. That's a throwback. No. There was a text uh, chain about passwords, and we said something similar to Fright Finders, which I think means we have to try Lich Lookers. Is that it, Zach? Ghost Grabbers. Inhuman (laughs) Investigators. Spotters. (laughs) Yeah, there was a, uh, there was in fact a text chain. Uh, It was actually between Marlin and Cyrus. Marlin, completely serious. Passwords like that are a fisher's dream come true. Cyrus, what should I use instead? Marlin, advice I gave Holly was to pick something tangently related to the show and change it often. So trepidation trackers, as it were. One. <laughs> what, what, with a bunch of exclamation points and a one, as my good friends say. And I will say, uh, if everybody wants to give me... A so you can give me a computer's check to try and figure it out that way, or if anyone wants to give me a spot hidden to uh, try to maybe look around for anything. Computer use. I'm a spot. Yeah, I'll Obadiah will try a few things before he gets worried about being locked out and see if I can get a computer use success. Uh, Stickman got a 33 under 80 and a spot hidden. Wow. I continue to roll above 75. (laughs) Uh, I've I've rolled in in like what, an 82, uh, 85, 79, and now an 83. So this is boating super well for this game. Um, I I, I bleed a little bit in my eyes and spend a bunch of time wiping it out. (laughs) I got an 85 over 70. Push it. So, Colm notices two things. Uh, The first thing you notice is that uh, this computer, the Asus V1J laptop, has a fingerprint reader on it, you see. And you also notice on the ground under the desk, sitting like maybe it fell, a finger. A... (laughs) <laughs> Not a finger. Oh, that would be awful. Uh, you see what looks like a small spiral notebook, like maybe about like three inches by two inches. And I am going to uh, pop this here. And if I hit Z, does everybody see it? If I blow that up? Not yet, Kev. Um, I, mean, I see it. I just can't read it. So I think you might have to individually hit. I thought it was maybe not for cards. I thought if the GM did it, everybody saw it. Uh, so if people hit Z on that, it'll blow it up for them. And uh, since Colm found it, he can take a look at what that says on it. So like it says, interviews. Mayor Carver, 8-9, crossed out. Chief Bannerman, 8-9, crossed out. Rachel Fairbanks, 8-11, also crossed out. Plainsboro family, not crossed out. Johnson's friends crossed out. No luck, other kids. Crim and Huffins. Chris <laughs> looks and like kids? it maybe says Chris and Huggins. Chris and Huggins uh, crossed out. Parents gave okay eight ten. And then it says N in quotes. Sound only. Bring Marlin. And N was the one that we had the text chain about the voice mod with. I didn't forget that. Not. <laughs> Brandon? Was that the guy who wrote this again? Brandon? Brian. Brian. Brian M. Sammons. <laughs> it actually says uh, it on the roll 20. Yeah, it's actually on the uh, page <laughs> underneath the blown up notebook, which might not be blown up depending on whether it is or not. Also, Colm, how about uh, give me a luck roll? Feeling pretty lucky. Uh, that is a 73 over 70. Can I spend some luck to... <laughs> 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 Well, see, the thing about that is when you spend the luck, then your uh, 
luck threshold goes down and it's just... What would they all uh, try and do a push on the used computers? Okay. Uh, so, your luck doesn't give you anything, but maybe just keep that thing you found in mind. That uh, notepad. Jeff installs Bonsai Buddy. <laughs> oh, that's a 7. Under oh. 70. So, with your pushed roll, you're not able to figure it out by, like, you're typing in things that you think might work, might work, might work. And eventually, you just go, Oscar, ah, and you decide to type in the word Ghostbusters. <laughs> and it works. And I also say at this point, uh, since nobody noticed it on their own, uh, if Sam had passed that luck roll, I would have said, hey, it looks like maybe in the top left of that notepad there's something. And if you flipped the card around, maybe you'd notice something written on the back. Oh, wow. That is impressive. <laughs> oh, if you right-click it, you can flip it. Oh, man. Yeah. That's very <laughs> sneaky. Flip. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and you see written in very small letters on the back of that page, oh, who are you going to call with a question mark? That's Fonders. Yeah. Uh, so, Obadiah, after as uh, he has uh, gotten this open, you are able to look around on her desktop, and you see a, a Word document file labeled interviews-hh. Uh, you see a file labeled history-hh, and you see an Outlook application are the three things that you notice. Roll a grip roll. Outlook uh, at that time. 2003? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's start with the Outlook, I guess. So if you open up Outlook, uh, hey, fun fact, that's the one that I actually have uh, feelies for. So, you see a number of uh, email chains. You see, in order from oldest to newest, you see one that is called Updated Crew Positions, Thanks But No Thanks, and You Can't Be Serious, with CAN'T in all caps. Well, there's a, a few different chains of emails here on this application. Most recent ones, subject is, you can't be serious. Might as well open that one up, Holly. I do apologize for the invasion of privacy, but we are attempting to ensure you're safe. And he'll click it open. Right, and I just uh, dropped it down on the screen because I don't remember what to click to give it to a player. <laughs> Those are really fun to make also, uh, finding an old uh, Outlook thing and then turning it into this. Um, well, since it's from Cyrus, maybe Cyrus should read it. Agreed. Okay. <clears throat> Holly, you cannot be serious about this. It has to be some kind of joke. Now, I know you put a lot of time and effort and money into putting this and I air quote team together we all did but I am an emphasis mine journalist I won an excellence award for Christ's sake I know I'm not at the level anymore that I was then but I can kiss any chance of getting back to that level goodbye if I allow myself to do this and you will never get noticed, never get work that acknowledges your potential and your talent. We'll just be more garbage cable laughing stocks. And if this ridiculous idea even makes it to cable, more than likely than not, all that happens is we drive out to the middle of nowhere and meet some extras from Children of the Corn it's a prescient humor on my part in episode one. <laughs> Videotape a spooky 
air quote, I do again, tumbleweed, and then comb sells half hours worth of I'm like squinting because I'm not wearing glasses, so that makes this even funnier. Every line is just a surprise to me. <clears throat> Sorry, I, uh, you know, am choking on my concussed and contused. And then comb sells half of our equipment for meth or whatever the heck he's on. And uh, don't tell me he's not on anything. One addict always recognizes another. Huh. I don't really care how successful that sci-fi show or whatever is. This isn't real journalism. It's, uh, it's a, and I emphasize, insult to aforementioned journalism, and it's going to turn both of us into veritable pariahs. Please, and I emphasize yet again, please rethink this thing, Holly. Don't do this. Yo's and peanuts. <laughs> Thoroughly rattled. Sigh. <laughs> well, it does seem a lot has changed in that month that transpired. That email appears to be from July 6th. Whereas these interviews that have taken place for on August 9th and 11th. So, if I'm putting two and two together, which is four, I'm proud to say, we must indeed have gone forth with whatever plan Holly had, for here we are in the middle of nowhere, although that's about all we can really ascertain so far. Should we open more of these emails, or check her interviews or history? Well, one way or another, we have not yet determined uh, Holly's safety, so uh, maybe we just keep perusing until we find something a little more reassuring than uh, this email that seems to say we should not have come here. Maybe the next email says I'm not on drugs. Also, Maybe maybe. I meant that you're addicted to math, just like our friend here with his excellent adding skills. Two and two does mean four. We are, in fact... The arithmetic 80. Yes, I am an amnesiac arithmetizer, as it were. I'll click on that next email chain of thanks but no thanks, although the subject is again not reassuring. Well, it can't be as bad as that last one. Uh, this one does not appear to be from any of you, so whoever wants to read it is fair game to read it. Miss Landon. While I appreciate you contacting us directly, my answer is unfortunately not going to be any different than it was for Mr. Sutter. I can't in good conscience agree to any interviews either for myself or my crew with your company. Our work in Hemingford has fully concluded and we will not be be returning nor discussing our project. As I'm sure you know, the project failed to plan out, but the idea behind it is still there and is still our intellectual property. Just like you, we aren't exactly a media giant, so we need to make sure we guard our ideas closely so as not to have them snapped by a larger production house. I hope you understand and that there's no hard feelings. And honestly, you're better just picking somewhere else anyway. That so-called horror house is a joke, and that is that town is anything but friendly. Sincerely, one Joseph Nichols. BTF. 8TF? 8TF. 8TF. Eight terror finders. <laughs> hmm. Nichols. Nickel. Joseph Nickel. I wonder if he could be N, perhaps. Maybe he changed his mind. That seems interesting. <laughs> See what I did there? That's, a, that's like the letter play, which is like wordplay, but smaller. See, now, I could tell you're not addicted to any substances because that was... That was brilliant, my friend. It's quick. Quick work. Stickman. Uh, well, how about updated crew positions? Although going back farther in time may not be helpful. And I can read this one if nobody else can, because that is a uh, big one. It, now, for the next 13 minutes, I will read this email aloud to you. <laughs> um, but it's really interesting. So this one is from Neil Sutter. It was sent on the... Uh, 15th of June, 2006. Subject, updated crew position. (laughs) Hey, Halls. Love this idea. 
And of course that weird little tweaker already knows how to use most of the equipment we want to get. I can get you everything you need in a month, Max. First things first, we're gonna need a different crew. Holm is staying, obviously, but we're swapping out Izzy for Marlon Jackson. You know, from Zack's studio. He's a bit on the older side, but the guy is an absolute whiz when it comes to setting up infield sound stages. He can turn any room, even the kind in the places you'll be investigating, into a studio-quality environment with his eyes closed and one hand behind his back. I'm not sure how well Cyrus is going to work for your on-air talent, but I trusted you on him already, so if I tell you to get a new host now, I'll be calling myself a bad decision maker. But if he can't handle it, or if he ends up back in his cups, we're swapping him out for that Willis kid. Finally, between Cyrus and his issues, and Colm's whatever he's on, and don't say he's not on anything, I wouldn't feel right not sending you out with slightly more muscle than an aging audiophile. So I'm giving you use of a professional bodyguard and driver, kid named Obadiah Madison, built like a brick crap house, has a house full of uh, questionably legal guns, and even claims he knows something called crab magma or some crap like that. Some kind of crazy martial art they teach those Mossad guys. As far as the rest of the crew know, he's just there to drive the van and lift heavy things, but he's really nothing short of your own personal guardian angel. It's not the A-team by any means, but it's the best we've got, and with you leading the charge, I think we can really make something out of this. I've had the interns digging around, and I think we've even already got our first haunt. A little town out in the uh, back end of nowhere called Hemingford. Some kid just turned up missing after her and her hooligan friends got drunk and broke into the local haunted shack. Place itself has a bit of a story, too. Some crazy French builder or something made it, even brought in a chunk of castle or something from Europe. Then he up and vanishes. Reed gets bored of cotton for every meal and bales. Get it? Bales? And the guy his wife hires to take care of the place goes nuts and murders his whole family. Not much else happened after that, but there's plenty of stories about all the usual good spooky BS. Strange lights, weird noises, mysterious figures, the works. You guys just need to show up, interview some yokels, pretend to be scared in the house, maybe under one of those green nightlights, while Marlin or someone makes some noises, and we've got our pilot. Easy as can be. Let me know if you have any suggestions or issues with my crew choices or with anything else. Neil. P.S. One thing. Fright Finders? Really? You let Colm pick that name, didn't you? Poor Colm. If it was Colm, it would have been Amphetamine Assessors <laughs> or Meth <laughs> Matlocks or something along Matt those lines. <laughs> I think people would watch that. <laughs> Matlock plus meth. Matt. I mean, <laughs> that's. I'd be interested. Next on Methlock. Methlock. Oh. Just <laughs> throw in a Just chemistry a really teacher? hyped up Andy Griffith. <laughs> like, just one more thing. I'm on meth. Uh, that's the thing that he says. Can you throw up the um, that notebook again? Yes, I can. And uh, speaking of the notebook, I'm assuming uh, that Obadiah will check the other uh, files on the computer, and he sees that the one labeled history is actually empty. Uh, it is a file, but there is nothing actually in it. It's just an empty file. And the Word document has these same names as well as, like, very kind of generic interview questions. Uh, just like, what's your name? Uh, can you tell me anything about the horror house? Just that kind of stuff. Nothing that tells you anything super specific. They just look like basically show notes for the interviews. Not any of the answers that anyone gave. I was just wondering on the empty history file if there's anything like Obadiah can check to see. Like, Is it just white font on a white page or is it on, is the size set down to super small so we can't Well that one it? isn't a... Uh, document that's like a folder like that would have files uh, inside it and it's empty well then i'll check the recycle bin uh and you see just like random stuff like you see like 
uh, notepad files and stuff, but none of them have anything important on them. Like a couple of them are just blank. Like you think like maybe she accidentally created a like document and deleted it. Is the Da Vinci virus in there to flip <laughs> over their oil tankers? No, the love worm. Well, doesn't seem to be anything else of technological utility here. And he'll just flip over to her calendar section of Outlook just to see if there's any hints there. And otherwise, shrug. Now, uh, I don't recall hearing about, not that I recall much of anything, I don't recall hearing about any missing children. And I do notice that we seem to have been uh, supposed to interview a couple kids here, although that did not come to fruition, if Holly's notes are anything to go by. Unless, no, I was going to say, unless Zach is about to say, no, we did know about missing kids, and you're no. behind. We did not. No, no, no. If anybody's behind, it's me. Concussed and nonplussed. But, in fact, I, uh... I just believe that I could infer that the missing child's name must be John Johnson, perhaps, or that is their surname. If this is kind of a general Johnson's friends, right, and a drunk girl and her friends went to find some kids, I mean, maybe we're just trying to rustle up some children that know this missing Johnson. It would seem one way or another they weren't too keen on talking to us. I wonder if they... Maybe saw something they don't want to share, or their parents told them not to share. I do recall a message saying there's a lot more disappearances than we thought, strange deaths. Holly seemed to be uh, getting rather unsettled about this whole thing. Well, uh, it, it seems that it would be prudent for us to perhaps look at some of the names that have not only been crossed off, but the names that have not yet been crossed off on this list. I, I don't per se remember the mechanics of being fatigued, exhausted, concussed, or even post-car accident, but I imagine there isn't a whole lot of gas in this cool getter's tank just now, so I'm thinking I'm gonna need to lay my head down for about a, you know, one of them concussion sleeps. Get a quick concussion nap. And uh, as Cyrus says that, you guys all realize that even though you woke up from being unconscious, you do feel like you're going on probably close to 24 hours without sleep. You all kind of feel very tired. I do feel a mat tired myself, but uh, we still have not found uh, neither hide nor hair of Miss Holly here. And given these messages, I'm getting a bit concerned. Now, it seems we're here to shoot our pilot, which uh, means I assume that we're going to be real famous real soon. But that's only if we can find whatever it is we're looking for, be it ghosts or Holly. And there's the matter of, of all that equipment, which also <laughs> we don't have any longer. Indeed, how is your meth supply, my friend? Can <laughs> <laughs> help us out? I will let you know that I've checked all of my pockets very thoroughly and have found no meth. Um, <laughs> Nary a scrap. Not even one meth. So Not a morsel of meth, <laughs> just to be fast. Not, not even the tiniest little methlet. And... Uh, <laughs> That's another title. <laughs> While he's checking his pockets for math, was there anything on the calendar for Outlook or no? Uh, you see a listing for what appears to be four days before the current date that says check in dash HH and that is the most recent entry in her computer's calendar and that is on the 2nd of August you said check date or check, check in? in check in date. Okay. here like we checked in here four days right. ago you're assuming that's probably what it is it says check in HH you notice that uh, I don't know if a calendar app 
that would have this and it probably wouldn't but i was gonna say if it does and i'm misremembering you would see that it was like written before that like it was a like this is what's happening on that day i'm sure clippy will tell us <laughs> he's still there right clippy existed in he's yeah i, I think yeah. so um so was that spot hidden roll also for like their neatly folded clothes the uh, that was mainly just for the area around the desk and the computer. So if you want to do one for the room as a whole, you can. I'd love to rifle. Come on. Nice. Uh, that's, you said uh, spot hidden, right? Yes. Uh, Cyrus, what is that under? That is a, it's a 27 under 60. Under 60, okay. So it's just a... It's, it's a, a hard success, right? Hard success. A hard success. You guys search the room. Uh, you find changes of clothes look like for a young woman. You find some other notepads and pens in the suitcase, just like various odds and ends. You find some more of those Holly business cards, but that is all you seem to find. Well, if there's uh, nothing else to be found here, maybe we ought to check out our own room, see what we can hurry up. And then maybe we continue with the bathroom. Uh, There is a bathroom, but uh, I will say without having to make a roll, you don't think there's anything that you're going to find. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm just like, if Holly is dead in the bathroom after we've done all (laughs) of this, that would just be. uh, You can check the bathroom. Uh, You see like a little, uh, like a satchel with, uh, it's got like makeup and toiletries and stuff in it, uh, toothbrush. But otherwise, nothing else there. Nobody's dead in the tub or anything. She's just been laying in the bathtub. <laughs> She's just laying in half. Just making yeah, quiet. Just taking a bubble bath. So I suppose we should all go look in our own rooms on our own. Just like, and then maybe reconvene. He says, more than a little concerned that his room is filled with meth. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,. Like I said, as... You just walk in and you're like, it's a meth in here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's going on. You are all also getting, like, more... It, this exhaustion is just really hitting everybody. Yes, perhaps we should investigate our own rooms and then get some amount of sleep, at least a, a handful of hours, so that when we do get a call from Sid that, uh, as you called it, trusty steed is back up and running. I think the most logical next place to visit would be the Comtrum House. As loath as I am to cross its threshold for what I suspect is not the first time. Now, uh, I do agree we ought to visit the house and perhaps ought to get some rest before we head out there. But maybe one of us can message Holly beforehand it seems unlikely at this point that she'd answer, but at least we can say we tried. Have we tried that yet? You have not, uh, and that was because when you were out in the corn, you did not have signal. But I will say Cyrus's phone does have reception here, so he can shoot a text to Holly if he wants to. Hey, Holly, sorry for breaking into your room. <laughs> I'm going to let somebody else compose this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got to, unfortunately, they have to use your phone since it's the only one not broken, but someone else can write the message and send it. Yeah, I'm going to ask someone else to compose the. Perhaps it would be use of our skills if maybe we, we asked Jeeves, as it were, about some of the names on this list, or perhaps the cute dog from Lycos or any of the other appropriate contemporaneous <laughs> internet search engines ultimately I don't know anyway so perhaps we could do a little bit of research while someone who is not concussed and has some nuance can attempt to reach out to our erstwhile companion let's fire up that netscape and go <laughs> that's us the netscape navigators <laughs> the netscape that's the name navigators. of our group okay. I do have some points in navigate. Nice. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, as you uh, go to do that and you click open uh, 
you know, yeah, she has Netscape Navigator, why not? Click open, uh, I think it might have been Firefox by 06, but it could still have been Netscape. Uh, you click it open and eventually it pops up with a uh, no connection message. And you notice that the laptop does not appear to be plugged into a phone jack. And in fact, other than the one that the phone on the desk itself is plugged into, there doesn't appear to be one in this room. So you think, uh, might not have internet, which is odd when you figure that she's got emails, but you think maybe since the most recent one you see is from two months back, that she obviously maybe has not been getting emails since she's been here and has just had the computer as basically a way to keep records. Now, normally I might suggest that we, uh, use Mr. Peanutman's phone here to go ahead and ask Jeeves on the phone but I do remember from 2006 the current year it is accidentally pressing that little internet button on my phone and having a whole meltdown because oh my gosh my parents were going to be so mad (laughs) (laughs) so maybe we just um, text Holly a quick you up (laughs) call it a day check out our room (laughs) we text Holly you up it's canon (laughs) All right, so after texting uh, you up, which I'm assuming the is just like U, the letter yes, U, U and then up mm-hmm. to Holly from Cyrus's phone, you, uh, what is everybody's next move? Go check out our rooms. Do you want to check out our rooms and take a nap? Right. Staggering. Staggering is my next move, yes, yeah. to our rooms. <laughs> I agree with yeah. All right, uh, so is everybody just going into their own room? So everybody except Marlin... Make me a grip roll as you pass through the threshold into your room. Ooh, seven. Good. How about a 90 over 35, Cap? Oh, no. <laughs> over 35? That's, so that's, that's, oh. that's not my game. Uh, and uh, how about uh, Obadiah? A 78 over 40. Uh, so... Cyrus, you are going to take one point of grip damage as you get hit with this, like, horrible nausea as you step into your room and you almost fall to the ground from it. And Obadiah, the same thing happens to you, and you are going to take two points of grip damage. Oh, that's... I must be quite fatigued, Obadiah says to himself. And, uh... Now I want all four of you guys to, uh, we're back into the rolling section of the game now, uh, give me a con roll. Trying to run under our, whatever we have just for the stat. Yes, you want to have, you want to hit under. <laughs> i got a 94 over 50. <laughs> Best tell a story, yeah. Um, I hit, I hit it exactly, 45 under 45. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that under? Uh, I love that Cyrus's rolls are working. <laughs> Cyrus is just dead. It's extremely concussed. <laughs> Basically. Uh, and I see Marlin got an 8. And what about uh, Obadiah? A 12 under 55. Okay. Uh, Marlin and Obadiah, you guys are on top of like the weird feeling. Though Marlin didn't get it walking through this door. You're hit with like this exhaustion that's been building up hits even harder, but both of you are able to kind of make it to your beds and actually get in them. Like you're not even able to get undressed, but you're able to get into bed before you just pass out. Mm-hmm. Holm and Cyrus, as you close the door and you're going to the bed, you're hit with exhaustion so hard. You both just pass out onto the ground, onto the floors of your uh, motel rooms. Can I at least use a bag of meth as a pillow? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you, you cannot use a bag of meth as a pillow. So close. And with that, we are actually going to call an end to the episode. So, like to say goodnight, and like all of our uh, players here, I'm going to bed. Night. Good night, Jerome. Good night, Holly, wherever you are. She's fine. Sweet dreams, my fellow spirit sleuths. <laughs>
Hello everyone and welcome back to Charlie the Lizard Folk Presents Bonus Against the Machine More Pod for Your Bod. I did part of that backwards because I just realized Charlie's is at the end. Uh <laughs> More Pod Welcome back. Boop. Like a super professional IT person, I have somehow gotten Microsoft Paint stuck over a screen and a half and I can't get rid of it because it's popped up a window in a space that doesn't exist. Awesome. Task manager? Yeah, I just task manager. Yeah, I was going to say you have to kill it through task manager. No, you record on paint.